Hello and welcome to a new episode of Paradigm Shift, the podcast where we explore truth through forgotten knowledge. I am your host, Sergio Halabi, and the question I will try to answer during this episode is the lost city of Atlantis real? So let's go ahead and do the intro. The story of the city of Atlantis is a very old one, first mentioned by Plato nearly 2400 BC in Greece. And Plato was referring to an ancestor that he had who preceded him by 200 years. His name was Solon. Solon was a traveler and he was a man of the law. He loved to go to ancient Egypt and always used to study civilizations that has come before and learn more about them, write them and pass them down to future generations until it had reached Plato and then it had reached us. Now, according to Plato, and this is taken from what the Egyptians thought at the time, was that once upon a time, there was this mighty power based on an island in the Atlantic Ocean. This empire was called Atlantis and it ruled over several other islands and parts of the continents of Africa and Europe. And Plato goes into great details in describing what Atlantis looked like. Not only did he describe the island in which it was set on, but the city itself of Atlantis. And it was very weirdly shaped, something that has been unseen at the time and it's unseen until now. He goes into these details of how it was shaped in a circular manner, where the central circle was a land surrounded by a ring of water and another ring of land surrounding that and it would alternate two more times. So we have land surrounded by water, surrounded by land, water, and then land, and all coming in a circular motion. And it goes into details as well in describing how the stones that people build their houses looked like. He would say they would build houses from red, black, and white stone. He would talk about equipments that were using, artifacts, how they used to mine iron and gold and use that in their trade. He would talk that in the central land, there was a temple, which I'll talk about a bit later. And in the outer ring of the city, there was a population of people living there. We are talking roughly a million people living in that city. And a city that existed nearly 10 to 12,000 years ago A million people living there is an unimaginable number. You have to consider how much the population of Earth was back then. Now, it is also talked about how the city itself was extremely advanced. Plato talks about it as it was more advanced than Greece was at the time of him saying this. So we are talking about these ancient civilizations who looked at even older cities, older civilizations, and they would notice and know that those were even more advanced than they are now. The people who lived in those in Atlantis were extremely rich. The city was very well organized. It had education, it had knowledge, it had a military. They understood chemistry, they understood astronomy, they understood science, trades, and what have you. It was the peak of humanity as Plato would describe it. Interesting fact about who Atlantis worshipped or who was the god of Atlantis, it's actually Poseidon. Now Poseidon is the Greek god of the water and he was always portrayed as either he was half man half fish 
or he was a man wearing a fish skin and he had a trident with him. And that is a very interesting observation given how similar Poseidon is worshipped and described when we look at the Anunnaki of Mesopotamia and how Enki was described. He was always described as half man, half fish, or that he was walking around with a trident and he would have a fish skin. So from now we start to notice that when it comes to mythology and religion of Atlantis, it doesn't really differ from what ancient Mesopotamia used to believe in. It also aligns with the mythology of the war of the Anunnaki that happened and how it is believed that after there was this rift between the gods over what to do with mankind, something I have spoken about many times on the podcast, how after the wars that happened between Enki and his brother Enlil, Enki lost the fight and he was forced to retreat back into Africa. And that's where it is believed that he has created and settled in what is known as Atlantis. And given how he was the bearer of knowledge for mankind, given how he was worshipped as the one who brought the awakening to man, how he taught them how to live and how to behave, it also aligns with the idea that Atlantis was extremely powerful, extremely well preserved, and that the god that was worshipped there shared a lot of similarities with the god of Mesopotamia. Now we ask, what happened to Atlantis? According to to Plato, the city was completely eradicated in a single day after being very prosperous, after the golden age of mankind, if you want to call it. It seems that something happened to that city and that it was completely destroyed within a day. We are talking floods, volcanoes, war, and there is absolutely nothing left of Atlantis after that day which is very strange indeed for a city to completely disappear. However, it does align with the way that other texts have talked about cities completely disappearing overnight. If we look at the Bible and we talk about Sodom and Gomorrah, we read the same thing where God was displeased with his people in Sodom and Gomorrah and he decided to wipe them off completely overnight. If we even look behind that or before that, We read about the great flood and how the god Enlil wanted to destroy mankind using water and tsunamis and how only a portion of them were saved because of the god Enki. And that's what Abrahamic religions took from the Sumerian mythology and made up their own while talking about Noah and his ark and the flood. So it is not unlikely for ancient civilizations, if we are referring to ancient alien theories, these ancient advanced civilizations theories, that they would use natural disasters as warfare, as weapons, in order to wipe out different people, different factions. This was also mentioned in a lot of ancient Indian and Hindu texts about weapons that were brighter than the sun, and it would be described exactly as a nuclear war would have happened in our time right now. So if we want to look now and try to find Atlantis, where it could be? If we still can find Mesopotamia right now, if we can find the first city of man, which is called Eridu, is it still existent now? Pyramids still exist. Where is Atlantis? How come this very famous popular city that once thrived so much and was the peak of civilization, how could it just completely disappear with no trace? Well, the fact is, there is a trace. 
and there is a place which is now being rumored and almost proven to be the lost city of Atlantis. It is not in the Atlantic Ocean. It is not beneath the water. It has not sunk. It is in fact very closely to where Plato had originally described the location of the city. If you research something online and type the eye of the Sahara, you will be surprised to find this very weird formation of circular rings that are in Mauritania. And this is the south of Morocco. This place would fit to the letter what Plato described to be the city of Atlantis. We are talking the location. We're talking that the fact that it's in fact 23 kilometers across. It holds the same amount of rings with the central mass of land, just like Plato described it. People who have gone there have found numerous artifacts. They have found that the locals have built stone houses that are red, white, and black, exactly like Plato described. And the fact that there are so many artifacts to an insane amount of number does suggest that the entire place once held a hugely dense population. Now we have to remember that the geography of Africa was very different 12,000 years ago. This was before the melting of the Ice Age. This was before the tectonic plate that, that reshaped Africa and the world. And what is now considered as the south of Morocco, where Mauritania is located, where we can find the eye of the Sahara, or, or as also called as the eye of Africa, it used to be an island because everything surrounding that area used to be underwater. It was, this area was in fact an island. Now, over the years and all the movements of the tectonic plates and that the ocean has risen and, and went down several times, volcanic eruptions coming from the Canary Islands, which is right across, and the fact that they have found fossils in the region of the Sahara does in fact prove scientifically that the region itself was underwater and that there was an island there exactly fitting where right now the Eye of Sahara is located. Another very interesting fact about this place is that it's surrounded by indigenous people who have a specific belief which honestly shocked me when I read it. Now they are known as the Dogon people and they live on the outskirts of the Eye of the Sahara and they are a group of people who worship beings that they believe came from under the water that they are half man, half fish. So exactly just like the Atlanteans used to believe in Poseidon also known as Enki, half man has fish till now there is a lineage of people who still believe that their gods were in fact half man, half fish and come from under the water. Another extremely interesting story about them is that they believe in a specific star system which was only recently been found. And this star system is called Sirius. The Sirius star system is a binary system of two suns. And they used to believe that their gods came from that area. And the amazing thing is that when we look back at Mesopotamia and at the Anunnaki, we also can see that the Anunnaki were worshipped as gods and that they came from the same constellation of Sirius. It is widely believed that the people of ancient Mesopotamia believed that the Anunnaki came from the constellation of Sirius, which is 
seven stars, made up of seven stars around two suns. Similarly, we find that the people of Dogon also believe in the same things coming from the same source. It's a very, very unlikely coincidence. Lastly, before I finish this, there have been several times over centuries and thousands of years where history turns into a legend and legend turns into a myth. What we all try to do is connect these dots between myth and history and find the missing link, understand where it was broken, was it made on purpose. Several cities that were believed to be mythology that were discovered that they were actually real. We're talking Troy, we're talking the Cambodian temple. We don't know 100% whether Atlantis was real or not. We don't know who lived there, but there is something within the eye of the Sahara, something that is extremely interesting, worth looking at, and it would really disrupt the status quo of modern archaeology and history that is refusing to look at new evidence that would refute old claims. And with that, I will end the episode. As always, you can find me on all podcast channels. If you like this episode, please share it with your friends. Give me a five-star rating on Apple. It will help me a lot on Apple Podcast. I also have my Instagram page, paradigm.shift.experience. And until next time, thank you for listening.